Hi, I'm David Dodge. Welcome to Green Energy Futures. Canada wants to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050, which means buildings, transportation, industry, the whole system has to also reach the same goal. At the heart of all these systems is Canada's electricity grid. It's very hard to have net zero emissions vehicles or homes or businesses if the electricity we use produces emissions. This is precisely why the Canadian Renewable Energy Association released its 2050 vision report on how to power Canada's journey to net zero. What we wanted to do was to look at what role wind energy, solar energy, and energy storage would play in moving Canada towards net zero greenhouse gas emissions across the economy by 2050. And from our perspective, you know, there's a broad consensus that to get there, you're going to need to decarbonize your electricity system and then expand electricity production to allow that electricity to be used to decarbonize transportation, buildings, and industry. That's Robert Hornan. He's the president and CEO of the Canadian Renewable Energy Association. Today, we have 80% of our electricity comes from non-emitting sources. We've also seen a dramatic reduction in emissions from the electricity sector, 48% reduction since 2005, largely due to the phase-out of coal in Ontario. Alberta is about to contribute another massive reduction in emissions as it retires its entire coal-fired generation fleet as of 2023. Not only does the grid need to be clean, we're going to need a lot more electricity. All the research says we probably need to double the size of our electricity grid to get to net zero. We know that wind and solar are the lowest cost source of new electricity and will be through 2050. Therefore, that's going to represent the biggest chunk of new generation that comes forward. What it means is we need to build about 3,800 megawatts of wind and about 1,600 megawatts of solar capacity every year for the next 29 years. And what we get into at the end of that is wind and solar expands tenfold in Canada and amounts to at least a third of Canada's total electricity by that point in time. While Alberta is retiring its coal fleet, it's replacing much of it with natural gas. And some fear this will lock Alberta into long-term carbon emissions. And that's the challenge, really, right? At the end of the day, natural gas will provide you with short-term emission reductions when you're using it to replace coal. But electricity infrastructure is long-lived. If you build a natural gas plant, you're going to want to run that thing for 25, 30, 40 years. We think that there is going to be a role for natural gas. Every model that looks at net zero greenhouse gas emissions does envision a role for natural gas. But that natural gas is usually accompanied by carbon capture and storage to reduce its emissions impact. And it's also something that we use very infrequently. It's only to fill those few hours in a year where we have a concern around reliability in the absence of gas, and we use it for that purpose. And we're quite confident that in looking for those lowest cost solutions, we're going to find there's a much broader range of alternatives out there than simply natural gas to provide that reliability. Natural gas faces the risks of carbon pricing and the high cost of carbon capture and storage. Horning says it's all about using natural gas for high-value services and investing in the lowest-cost solutions to reach net zero. Next week, we look at the key steps Canada needs to take in order to reach net zero emissions in its electricity generation. Learn more at greenenergyfutures.ca. For Green Energy Futures, I'm David Dodge.